This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 252, Talking Heroclix. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 252, which is our Talking Heroclix episode. Uh, this episode uh, features uh, Nathan Strzok making his triumphant return to the uh, show. Uh, it's been a while since we've had him on, so it was nice to have him on board so we can talk some Heroclix. Uh, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also uh, you can post in our HC Realms threads as well. Thanks again for uh, continuing to uh, support the show and listen to it and download it wherever you are. And um, hopefully we'll have some good stuff coming up in the next two months. We have episodes coming up with Tom DeFalco and Fabio Nicieza, and hopefully a lot more uh, exciting stuff. Plus, uh, obviously, the summer movie season's almost here, so we'll have movie episodes as well. So uh, thanks for joining us, and let's jump right into the show. Nate, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's good to have you back. It's been it's been far too long. <laughs> Fair enough. Actually, has it? I don't even know. I don't know. We've been talking before you recorded, so it feels like we're just, you know... Continuing on. Continuing a conversation. Um, so we haven't talked... You and I haven't talked hero hooks on the show in a little bit. Um, so I thought we'd kind of talk some relatively recent stuff, some of the recent OP kits. Um, I mean, Justice League just came out, but I know you're not really a DC fan, and I kind of covered that with Leon already, so I thought... We could talk some of the monthly Opika stuff that they've been kind of uh, throwing at us over the last, I don't know, three or four months. Yeah, okay. Um, so where do you kind of want to start there? I guess uh, most recent stuff or start older and then kind of come more recent? What do you think? I don't know. It's talking about Cable and Wolfsburg and Gladiator going to be tedious for people? Um, if it is, then they should listen to something else. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, don't do, don't do that. <laughs> super unapologetic. Please listen to our show. Uh, well, I'm not going to go as far back as, like, you know, the X-Men OP kit, but... No, I mean, like, isn't the last one before the New Mutants just, um... I don't know, Spider-Man is basic friend team base from the Sentinel? Isn't that the last... Um, well, there was DC stuff, right? I mean, I know... Oh, yeah, there's DC stuff. I mean, there was the, uh, the Teen Titans one that came out. That's, uh... Yeah, yeah. I actually really like the Speedy from that. I don't know if you've looked at him, but, uh... He, on, on his surface, he looks kind of garbagey. <laughs> if that's a word, it's not, but... If it was, that's what he would look like. But when I actually looked at the dial and, and understood what the, the text was saying, then I realized it was actually a lot better than I gave him credit for. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to really look at Speedy yet. I'm looking now. Nine attack to start doesn't seem good, but hopefully it'll Well, get yeah. Better. It says, when Speedy makes a ranged combat attack and actions resolve, modify his attack and damage values by plus one. When Speedy hits with a ranged combat attack and actions resolve, he can use incapacitate as a free action, but only to target hit characters. That's kind of cool. Um, and you just modify his attack and damage values by plus one permanently. I guess? It's not really clear. It doesn't say... It doesn't say for the remainder of the turn. But I th- uh, people seem to be saying that uh, I guess that there was a discussion about it and that it only lasts for the attack. But still... Well, that's not as good at all, then, for 93 points. Well, it's still it's still okay. I mean, it means you have 10 and 3, right? Why? Wait. When he makes a range combat and actions resolve, after oh. you've dealt damage and actions resolve, then he gets the modifiers. Oh, that is and confusing. He, yeah, so then if he hits with a range combat attack... Um, then you get to use in-cap as a free action, but if you can only use that to hit, hit target hit character, well, it doesn't really matter the second part, but now that he's got a 10 attack and 3 damage, he can't use the 3 damage because he's using incapacitate. And then if he doesn't keep the modifiers over to the next turn, if that resolves at the end of the turn, 
then he's always a 9-2 for the first shot. That is weird, then. It's not really clear in the text, I guess. And if he could keep hitting, and he could pump himself up to a 12, you know, what, a 5, then that's, that's insane for 93 points as well, I guess. And not really speedy-like. I don't understand why he'd all of a sudden become a 12-5 damage, but... I don't, I don't think he should at all. I don't know. Uh, do we want to... I guess we can look up and see what they're saying on the... Oh, it, has, it looks like there's an errata. Uh, when okay. he makes a, mo- a ranged combat attack, modify his attack and damage rise by plus one. So it's not after actions resolve. It's when he when he makes a ranged combat attack, he modifies his attack and damage value by plus one. That makes a lot more sense. When he hits with a ranged combat attack and actions resolve, he can use incapacity as a free action, the only target hit character, and so it only lasts for the ranged attack he makes. So it can't be pumped up, but at least... It's just weird that they didn't kind of just give him a 10-3 then. Yeah. But yeah. I guess I guess it's because it's only when he's being an archer. But even then, he's got sharpshooters, so it's not like that's ever really going to change. Like he's always yeah. going to be doing ranged attacks. Yeah. Um, I do like um, his bank shot though, which is cool. So at the beginning of your turn, you place two location markers in squares of clear terrain. The first marker must be within three squares in line of fire. The second marker must be within three squares in line of fire. The first marker, when he makes a ranged combat attack, he may draw a line of fire and count range from any one of his location markers. That's cool. I don't really understand how that's a bank shot, but yeah, it's still clever. I like that. Well, I guess you can get around a wall, technically. Yeah, or across the entire map. <laughs> well, it's within three, and then three, and then seven, so yeah. Oh, must be within three squares of his line of fire. Still, yeah. It's quite a, an interesting shot. And then at the end of your turn, you remove the location markers, and then at the next turn, you could place them again. So, I mean, I think he has a lot of versatility. I mean, he's a little soft, but I, I and I know it's very off-putting because he has the nine attack. But and you know, realistically, you're always going to be doing a ranged combat attack. Yeah, um, I mean, I think they played around with him, and that's they made some clever powers. But I, I feel like people are going to be reading the powers on the card more than they need to mm, not... for this kind of character. Probably true. Now, Aqualad, I feel like he's just not enough, or like he's he's too many points for what he's giving you, especially for a character with 16 defense. Like, it's it just seems weird. Like, 100 points, and this guy's the easiest person to hit on the board. Yeah, and then he gets the bonus of invulnerability if he's near water terrain, which is really not a very good bonus. Well, I mean, I mean at least in this set, there's people who create water. Like, Sea King brings it in, Ocean Master can be given a double power action to bring in a lot of water, so at least, I mean, if you're playing with just kind of Justice League Trinity War characters, at least more than ever before, there is a better chance of having water on the map. Okay, sure, but still, anything that water conditional is, uh, probably shouldn't add points to your character, and I feel like you're right, he's too many points for that. And the trade is, uh, trade's is. nice too, but again, it's so situational, like, how often are you in the water? That's that's the problem, right? You just never are enough. And maps like the Hellboy um, BPRD map, mm. that was the temple that was mostly water, um, I, I think is really cool, but a lot of people really don't like it because it turns all of their non-flyers into... Yeah. Well, one I thing I've been sad about with recent water maps is that they have that errata, not errata, but there's like the special rules on it that basically means that, oh, everyone can walk fine, but speed, you know, um, dolphin symbols get a little bit of an extra bonus. I would prefer it to screw over people for movement. Are you talking about the fear itself underwater map? There's that one, and I think there there was one. Uh, what set was it from? I think it might have been in one of the OP kits or something. There's a recent map that just came out, and I can't remember what set it's from now. But it just came out recently. 
Um, I think it's actually it might be a Justice League Trinity War map. I, I might be wrong, but there's one with a lot of water in it, and um, yeah, and it has that proviso. I guess he's got a stop click, and a stop click moves him into 19 defense, and he's got prob and then 11 attack, so he can kind of be neat in the latter, latter end of the dial, but. But yeah, I mean, especially if you kind of get knocked onto a click that has two damage, mm. even with the precision strike, it's not you're not a hefty kind of force for a hundred points. And there's so many other characters. I mean, ultimately, you kind of have to throw a comparison up against the hundred point character in the game, who I still think is uh, Cyclops from AVX. Mm. And uh, if you you know, he's kind of quite a heavy hitter at hundred points. But I mean, just compare a, sl- a slight comparison. You take Rogue; she's ninety nine points. The one from uh, the OP kit who was just released mm-hmm. for 99 points. She's she's a much better just kind of attacker than this guy. So I yeah I agree. He's kind of overpriced. Yeah, and then the next one is uh, Coriander, who's obviously Starfire, and she's you know 100 points, only one point more, and much better. But um, she relies on what she is relying on her uh, tra- uh, transporter to be mobile at the beginning. Is that what yeah, I'm saying? That's unfortunate. Yeah, but at, at least I mean a nine attack isn't the end of the world. Sure. Uh, especially, I mean, as we said, Speedy starts with the 9. I mean, if she doesn't have to use Transporter, then she's got that 11 attack with Precision Strike 4 damage. That's pretty great. And she starts she's... with Energy Shield Deflection and Blow Power, which is nice. Yeah. She's hard to hit. She's a huge dial, super deep. Yeah, and... hitting her and then knocking her into the Pulse Wave and then Energy Shield and Running Shot. Yeah, very nice. And then she's also an outsider, which these oh, days is yeah. more and more helpful, right? So, so I mean, dirty, yeah. she's just so much better for one point more than Aqualad. And she can use a range combat expert as a range combat action. Awesome. I mean, that's only in the last three clicks, but still. So I, I don't know why, but she kind of reminds... I don't know, this is weird. It reminds me of the um, Dr. Spectrum from Supernova. I think his LE, is that what it was? I don't know where it was, but he had like all this running shot at the end of his dial. Oh, yeah. And like, high damage, and his attack was dropping, but it was he was kind of this reverse dial, and for some reason she reminds me of him. But I can see that. Other than that, yeah. I mean, that's cool if you like Teen Titans. Uh, not if you like Aqualad, but I guess they're kind of keeping the, the sculpts in, in, in the game, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that... Um... I mean, she's got the ignore characters on movement, so when she does have running shots, she's going to be crazy. Yeah, she can pick her targets. And um, uh, that would not allow you to ignore them for being adjacent to you when you activate Transporter, because Transporter, you require a power action to activate. and I believe you, so, yeah. You only ignore characters when moving, and uh, Transporter, before you can even activate it to move, you need to give a power action. So that, that won't allow her to move around freely at the beginning. Which could kind of suck. You just base her, and she's like, great. Well, but, but even if you base her, she's still, you know, 11 attack, 4 damage for 100 points. Yeah, for sure. But uh, when I choose to base you, I'm going to choose to base you with someone that I, you know, like, yeah. I'll base you with someone who has a vulnerability, and I would love for you to give me two clicks kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. Or an Asgardian troll, or I don't know, I don't know. I'm just saying um, she, she is fast, but as soon as she's, you're adjacent to her, she kind of can't take too much advantage of the ignores characters on the top clicks but once she gets to the middle bottom yeah she'll be running around absolutely and on the marvel side obviously we re- now the, they've i guess spoiled the upcoming white queen what do you think of her uh yeah i looked at her uh her pogs are really nice the the cuckoos mm-hmm. i kind of prefer sculpts and dials whenever i can so the old cuckoos for mutations and monsters are preferable but yeah. she's good for the ability to drop what did she get four of them uh, five. 
five cuckoos, and you've got eight, and on that same, the next turn they can attack. But on the next turn, you get five shots with a psychic blast attack to shoot people. And mm -hmm. I, again, I think in the comments, people are mentioning that pulse wave is just kind of like <laughs> more and more necessary. And uh, yeah, with one pulse wave, you could just make her really redundant. She she brings up the pops up the cuckoos. She's 122 points. You pulse wave them or her, and all of a sudden she's on her second click with one damage and prob and, and mind control. Yeah, I, I feel like she's very situational, and it will take a lot of finesse. And then you knock her to her secondary mutation, and she's kind of got this twenty defense, and she can kind of sit in a. Was she like sick when she got her secondary mutation? She wasn't. She was on. Um, she was on Genosha, wasn't she? Genosha, when the yeah the Sentinels destroyed everything. Destroyed him, and and that's kind of where it manifested. So I don't know really know what this zero movement, zero attack, zero damage kind of. Adam Warlock Crystalis. Well, I guess because she kind of woke up and suddenly had these powers. I guess, but uh, can't you just sit on this click almost in in in, in um in in, in um for for and what am I even trying to say? You can say this click as long as you want. Like when this click uh, power appears, stop turning the dial. White King can't, Queen can't be healed beyond this point. It ignores all damage except if you want to push her or. Um, transfer damage to her, so you kind of choose when she pushes off of this click. Yeah. Unless the rest of your team dies, then you give her one unavoidable, one unavoidable damage. Although my question, I guess, there is, is that on your turn or just when it happens? Says, yes, it seems the condition the trigger seems to be whenever she's the only friendly character on the map. So as soon as your character dies, then she clicks into it. So I mean, effectively, like if if you're if you have a lot of your team left and you kill like the last person besides her she gets activated and you might be able to kill her before I even get a turn. Yeah. I I, I don't really know. What the, I guess if you position her as well onto her 20 defense with the shape change, this kind of indefinite ability to have her alive in this whatever form, it can be beneficial. But in a dynamic game like Care Clicks where people are hypersonic and transporting and carrying characters around, it just feels like she's 122 points of dead weight. Well, here's a question, though. I mean, if she gets knocked to that point, and if I have a character who can carry her, can't I just dump her next to people and they can't even attack her? Yeah, you could. Because then you're they're based to White Queen. They can't do anything to her because her power is stopping any damage from being dealt to her unless it's from these other, you know, damage from the power itself, damage from Mastermind, or pushing damage. So she's actually kind of the best tie-up piece. You can't hit her, and you can't even hurt her. Except if you incapacitate her. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But then you still have to hit a 20, right? Yeah, for sure. And again, but I still think it's dead weight. Like, she uses a meat shield. She's 122 points of meat shield. Yeah, no, she is. You're she... just carrying around in the hopes that they won't break <laughs> away or they'll, they don't, you know, they'll, they'll shoot her instead and waste their turn. And you're kind of like, okay, how about I don't? And then even if you do push her or move her into the next click, she's a three damage character for 120 points. Not... Yeah really that potent i don't know i do appreciate that you know I, they keep giving us these white queens where you know they kind of activate into the secondary mutation version and it, it just it's always weird because she can change it will and make the decision but we've never really got a white queen that really gets to do that yeah i mean i appreciate the the creativity and um i, I like this kind of two st two section style clicks that change or transform and, and, and demonstrate their career but I mean ultimately what you've got is an ability to dump a bunch of cuckoo pogs on the table yeah and and then you can mind control through them but again it's like 
she doesn't even get the ability to ignore the damage, feedback damage from mind control. Hmm. She doesn't have more than one target for mind control. She has extremely low damage. Uh, and then you, you hit her, you give her a little tap, and she's into the worst damage and worst numbers. And I would, I would, I would be feel fine ignoring her. She's got six movements. So you have to taxi her around with something. Um, heaven forbid she gets stuck in bushes because then she gets to charge out of there with a three movement. Like it's, I, I don't think that she is very impressive. I think that uh, the Marvel Ten version where she has the, her two dials where she gets to choose. Yeah. Am I going to be a psychic witch or am I going to be this kind of hardcore diamond bruiser? That is a lot more interesting to me than this. I absolutely agree. Like, yeah, she could be a lot better. Now, what's interesting also is that, you know, she she they give her the uh, X-Men team ability because she's, you know, headmistress of the X-Men. And yet she doesn't act like it in her dial. She's, when has she ever charged in and done precision strike to people? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, Persistent Strike is such a stupid power. I'm really... I, I, they're overdoing it. They are completely... I don't know. We just looked at um, Arsenal, who has Persistent Strike, and then Aqualad had Persistent Strike. And I can't remember if Coriander has it as well, but she probably does. Like, everyone has she does, this power. Yeah. yeah, everyone has it, the power. You're right. It's way too much, and it doesn't mean anything anymore. Like, this idea that, okay, you're, you're Green Arrow, and you can shoot really well, fine, give it to them. But... Everyone and their sister has it, and it ignores way too, in my opinion, way too much of the game. Characters that can evade can no longer evade. Um, Mastermind wasn't a big deal, and adding kind of an armor piercing to it, I don't even know if it's necessary either. But all three effects, mm. I, I just feel like there needs to be more of a check and balance to some of these powers. And I've said this before, like um, something like Mystics has always been a huge problem in the game for me anyway. In the old days, uh, the John L. design uh, philosophy where you got a charge or a running shot in your first click and then seven clicks of nothing. <laughs> it was the worst. You charge in there, you shoot. I forget what that character's name was with the top hat or something. DC. He's got a top hat and he has dark powers. Do you oh, know what I'm talking was about? It, was, was it, I don't know. It he's sounds a like Justice a... League cartoon. Sounds like the shade, but not. Yeah, the shade. Yeah, and uh, he had mystics. I remember him earlier on, and I would go in there. You take the mystics damage, and now I get garbage vanilla dial for seven clicks. Like great <laughs> from eleven attack to nine or eight attack. You know, fine, okay. And then, but the, at least you had several clicks of life after that. But now that the average lifespan of a click is six clicks, you go in there, you take the mystics damage. Now you're down to five instantly. And I think you should have to roll the d6 when you have a mystics character. And, and you have a chance to deal damage as feedback damage. With this persistent strike, I think it should be something else as well. This is, gives you a greater chance to hurt somebody. So Super Senses only succeeds on a 6 when you have precision strike. And yeah, that'd make a huge difference. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, that would be... I'm, my, my, I'm hedging my bets. I have a better chance because I'm precise. Not You can't dodge Spider-Man. Daredevil, you don't have a radar because I'm Emma Frost and I have diamond fists. <laughs> So you're right when you say she doesn't do that. Well, I don't think a lot of people do Persistent Strike. Anyway, I, I've seen her charge in and clobber things. I mean, she was doing that in, in Whedon's run on Astonishing. Forget, mm. you know, it was, it's okay to see her as a bruiser, but I think, her, honestly, her best potential is the fact that on click six, where she moves into this bruiser mode, is the rookie slot for the team base. If you want to pop her off the team base oh yeah you're right she that's that's a good click to do it on i can't see any other click being useful certainly not click number three for the experienced version of the team base which is just pathetic 
Um, but yeah, if you want to pop her off for a nice little kind of charge-in, really dense fighter, then that could be a really good one for, for team base. But other than that, I think she should not be on your team. <laughs> okay, that's, that's pretty brutal. Uh, going backwards, um, what did you think of the, the new Gladiator? Or do you prefer the Gladiator we had before? Yes, I prefer the Gladiator we had before. Now, why is that? Because he's nine clicks for 300 points and he can't push. Right? Unless, I mean, unless he's part of a theme team, right? Exactly. So now you've got to have over 300 points to play a 300-point character that should be played, that should ordinarily be played at a possible one-man army. Mm-hmm. Um, 300 points, he costs more than um, Black Adam. And yeah. Black Adam would run rings around this guy. That's true, he would. It's so, a- I mean, Why? Yeah, if you've been just like a little bit more, uh, sorry, a little bit less in points, just so you could fit someone on, like, just just so you could be part of an actual 300 point, you know, Shi'ar team, that would have been fine. Whereas the other one is 200 points, and he can be part of an actual Shi'ar team. Yeah. And he plays fine with them, and he gets the buffs from Lalandra just as well as anyone else. This guy, if you have the high enough point value, and you're playing Lalandra, then his buffs are, are ludicrous, they're great, but... I, I don't know. I don't like to go that high. Even when I play high point games, like six, seven, eight thousand point games, I still want to get an army together. I don't want to have four characters. True. So I what, don't know. I, I do. Li- I do like the finesse where they tried to use the whole powered by confidence issue. Yeah, they've been playing with that for a long time. Like I like how they did it here. It's kind of like with the speed force. The idea that he gets more tokens the more he does certain things, and then once he has more confidence, he's able to do more. I actually thought that was a really cool way of of trying to add more flavor to the character and be more like he is in the comics. Yeah, I mean, remember how they did the confidence in mutations and monsters? Not mutations, and monsters, and mutant mayhem, where they gave him like an insanely st- strong starting click, and then he ends up on like eight attack or some crap. <laughs> like he takes some damage, and all of a sudden he's like, "Well, you know, uh, uh, cannonball hit me once, so now I'm a child. Let me see what his dial looks like." Oh yeah, no, the uh, yeah that that gladiator. I remember he started out with what twelve attack. Four, dam- four, four damage yeah. and range of combat expert, and he ends up on click with a six attack, six attack and two damage with a thirteen defense. <laughs> but the the saddest part is he has four clicks of two damage, and, and a lot of them are the same click. The clicks, two clicks before that, are the seven attack, seven movement, fourteen <laughs> to like John L does not. He gave up halfway through his designs. He's like, okay, just copy the rest. <laughs> but uh, he was also a really good candidate for a trick shot. Oh, absolutely. In his day, too. Yeah, 14 movement. Because yeah. he, he was kind of that sweet spot where he wasn't too expensive, so you could throw it on him and he was you could still fit someone else. I still think that, sadly, um, the best gladiator is the zombie gladiator. Yeah, you're not wrong. He's crazy. He's really, really good, and I don't really know why, but... And why does he have nice. pulse wave? I don't know what the um, the flavor text is because I don't have the character, but what is his pulse wave, the zombie? King Hyperion, King Hyperion has pulse wave, right? It's this idea that they're using their I-beams to just blast everything. I guess. I, I just don't I don't, I don't don't know why. <laughs> I just don't think of pulse wave being that no, power. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. it, it's psychic, it's penetrating blast. That's what it is. He's just spinning around like a top and shooting laser beams. As he's like, as half of his face is falling off? Which... Which is a great move. If you had that happen in a comic, I would see a top-spinning zombie Strontonian. Or Stra- it's a Stronton, isn't it? Stronton or Strontonian? I think it's Strontian. Strontian? I don't um, know. A strong man, okay? It's strong. Strontian? Come on. <laughs> um, spinning around, shooting light lasers out of his one good eye, but um, it doesn't make a lot of sense for the character. But, you know, whatever. He was never a zombie, as far as I can tell. I don't know. I only read the first 
Marvel Zombies. I don't know if he showed up later on. I don't remember. I think I, I, I halfway, I, a certain way through the whole zombie craze, I was like, yeah, I've read enough of this now. <laughs> halfway through? It didn't even take you, like, one issue? Although, again, though. No, no, sorry. I meant, like, halfway through all the comics. Like, I've got through, like, maybe two or three miniseries. Oh, have you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I read them all. <laughs> well, there are pictures of a zombie of a zombie gladiator on the internet like from the comics so he does exist so yeah uh what do you think of wolfsbane yeah i love her i have her what do you Uh, what do you like about her (laughs) oh you know she's good personality and good scottish accent (laughs) okay let me see here um i like that she's kind of a a wild card in a way Mm -hmm. not not the team ability but that that you never know what you're gonna get you could spend the entire game trying to hit this girl and she's always clicking on to to click nine if she rolls a five or a six yeah um or a three or four on click seven so you have a a one-third chance of hurting her and then two-thirds chance that that it's better than super senses yeah um right is that how it works am i reading right when she would take damage roll these six one through two no dale damage normally three through four turn her to click three Okay, so click three is not the greatest, but she still won't die from it. Yeah. And the result of five, she goes to seven. The result of six, she goes to nine. Okay, sorry. I was reading the uh, the first trade. But either way, pretty cool. But couldn't she... I mean, so if I roll at the beginning of my turn, and I roll click nine. I, sorry, I roll five to six, so now I'm on click nine. And someone hits me, and, I deal, and they deal damage normally because I roll one to two. Am I just dead? Yeah, I would imagine so. So that's kind of scary. I mean, yeah. it's not a huge investment, but it's still like, I just paid 64 points and now I'm dead. Yeah, definitely you take your chances, but um, you have a high chance of rolling out of that, and you can re-roll it. Yeah, I yes. guess it doesn't say it can't be. So give her some prob, at least have someone on your team, and maybe you're playing New Mutants and you have some probs around, but ideally it'd be nice to have uh, the actual power, and then uh, you have a really good chance of just kind of throwing her out front. Mm. And, and again, uh, 64 points for a character that you might want to throw out front in the front to kind of tie people down, um, get in the face of Starfire. She hits you for four damage because she can't transport her away, and you roll, click somewhere else, and you're like, great, thank you very much. And uh, now I'm on click seven, and I have perplex, and my team's going to just charge in. For 64 gr- points, normally they would die if you got hit really hard. This That's- girl is going to perhaps stick around forever. Do you, th- do you think she, do you like her more than the last one we got? Um, no, I like her equally. The last one is more dependable, and the last one plays really well with magic. Her magic's ability to portal across the map and then deal damage to someone she carried, and yeah. and Rain is a really good character for that option. But um, but this one is, is is really wonky, and I don't think I think people may may have read her and then will forget about her, and then in a few m- months' time you bring her out, and people are like, okay, what's I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I think right. you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Like, she's the card, rather than Arsenal's card, they're like, okay, why do you have all that text that look that must be good? And then they read it and go, I am underwhelmed, and hand you, then slide that card back without meeting your eyes, you know, kind of like, I am feel sorry for you. This one, they'll be like, what? There's no way you, that's right. Let me see her card. And you pass the card over, and they're reading it, and they go, no way, really? Ugh. And as they, as they play through the night and keep attacking her, and you keep rolling, and you keep not dying, they go, give me the card back again, give me the card again. Like, it's, it's, it's not a lot of text, but... I think it can be very uh, effective depending on your roles and I don't know let's see what she does with the team ability um, ignores hindering terrain modifies her type of possible targeting a character occupying hindering eh, it's okay it's alright it's not amazing 
No. I think, what does her old one give her? Is it like stealth or something? The the team base? Uh, that is a good question. Not that you, we necessarily play team bases, but I'm sure people do, and it might be nice to... Oh, I don't see it on her other one. Uh, it, it, new mutants can use Blades Claws Fangs. Is that what she grants? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess this one is... I guess this one's better. Yeah, I, I guess. Know. I, you know, it's so situational. I mean, if you're up against a team that's hiding, then this is better. Yeah, it's good against stealth. I, I, I'll take the stealth busting instead of... Uh, the other one just gets blades, right? So, I mean, it depends on how you use the team base, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's a team base for, for undying, right? That's a team base for popping off as many characters as you can on Solo Adventure and uh, having a decent amount of clicks so that they can... Uh, they're just really tough to take down. And then they can sacrifice members of their team um, so I mean, that's kind of the, the advantage of that, and and being able to bring her in, and it looks like, how does it work though with her click numbers? Because she has red on every click number. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's wrong. I I don't have my finger handy, but I imagine you can't just solo adventure to any click you want. No, that can't be right. So I don't, yeah. I, I honestly don't know. Okay, well. Um, and then there's the the new. <laughs> The new cable, the second cable we've had in like in the last year. Yeah, what an ugly outfit. <laughs> but it's, it's accurate. It's so perfect. Yeah, it is. Um, he, he actually, I actually like him a lot. Like he's not quite as, you know, nuanced as I guess the other one that we got in Deadpool. But he's which you didn't like. You said you you felt that he was just too expensive and you don't like him. Uh, you know what? It's I think I do like him, but the problem I, is I think I keep being blinded by the opening TK, and it just bugs me for some reason. Yeah, that is a tactical TK, and uh, you don't have to use it, but I, I completely agree with you. It is very uh, tempting, and you kind of want to turn him into an assist character, and it's really not what he should be. No, and like I think that's I think what turned me off was that I was like, why doesn't he start with Psychic Blast? Like That would have been better, or something that lets him do both. Like It just felt very weird that he had it. And it's weird, too, because this is like, you know, X-Force Cable, like very early on and if anything I'm surprised he even has TK yeah they didn't know what he was when they first made him it was just like well, Brad Liefeld had a fever dream and drew shoulder pads and they were like we're doing this well I'm surprised he even had TK because he wasn't really using TK and then exactly. the other uh, the new cable we got is more indicative of that first original vision even though you know he was kind of wearing the same outfit and acting as the same character but at least the um, the dial they gave him more for the the one in Deadpool felt more like just after Liefeld left and he was still kind of running around looking like an idiot but hadn't quite been changed yet. Like, Fatal Attractions, they kind of knew he was Nate now and they were kind of alluding about his powers but it weren't showing them all. And that that's what that dial felt more like. No, it does. The Deadpool one, absolutely. You can look at the powers and the flavor text, text and, the, and the powers he has. He's he's a psychic. He, he's very much about the psychic powers. So it is an interesting juxtaposition with the costume that is the older costume. Um yeah, I mean, of all the inconsistencies that have existed in this game and the design, not the worst, but I can see why that might be a little off-putting for someone who's a, a big fan. The sculpt is gorgeous, though. Uh, we're again talking still about Deadpool. Yeah, I was, I, was, with this one. I was guessing we were. Yeah. Um, now, the the new yeah. one in the OP kit, I um, he's actually a really good figure. Yeah, I mean, he is. And again, if you judge a, a figure based not on the rubric of you must start with Indomitable to be good if you're 100 points or more, 
then I agree. Um, he is really good. But there, more and more, as, as I watch this game being played and learned by new players, it's it really just seems like if you reach that 100-point limit you, and you don't have the willpower, then it's just kind of like, then don't play him. Yeah. Because they, they out-action teams that that don't have it and it's a shame and I think again they've kind of like with Precision Strike and like in the time of the Batman set when they overdid it with um, Ignore's characters for movement yeah everyone had Ignore's characters for movement um, no matter who you were um, they, they've done the same thing with, with Indomitable and, and I guess they have their reasons but uh, it's nice to see a figure who's good and doesn't need Indomitable I think he'll get passed over because he doesn't have it I, I, I'm quite certain he'll get passed over without Indomitable true but I think on a New Mutants team he's really helpful I mean the fact that his trait, you know, he doesn't even need to be adjacent to uh, other New Mutants characters in order to take tokens off is amazing. Uh, wait, what, with his his New Mutants power? Wait, well, what are you talking about? With uh, New Team Leader, he can use leadership. When he does, and the result is six. Other friendly characters with the New Mutants keyword are considered adjacent and a lower point value. Oh, I thought you were talking about the team base. No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, I guess he could, if you did solo adventure him, he could use that with the team base anyway. Yeah. Which actually could be pretty dirty, being able to take tokens off of a team base running around psychic blasting you. But uh, yeah, well, that's a good team leader. I guess they would only have, uh, well, I guess he gives he gives the new mutants running shot and uh, psychic blast and prob, which is kind of crazy as well. No, that's a great that's a great team ability right there, or whatever, whatever they're called. Team things? I don't know. What are they called? <laughs> Something like that. Traits? I don't know. <laughs> Now, I have a question. With this character, would you do the double power action to, to body slide? Uh, very situational. Sure, I would. Um, I, if you, your opponent's not expecting it and you need to get in there and get the, the awful strike in, for sure, yeah, I would. I mean, you are giving up a click, so, I mean, you got to kind of factor that in, but it is cool that he can basically move 12 squares and then attack someone within six. I mean, and, it, and it's a phasing movement, right? So, I mean, just, he just goes crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'd want to definitely bring him up kind of uh, with either cannonball or, or magic or someone who can bring him in and then let him do some work in the middle of the battlefield rather than sending him in first without people around him. But uh, once he does take hits, he kind of gets, if you're really lucky enough, you get knocked into your invincible clicks and some really high defense. So that's kind of cool. It's unfortunate there's toughness kind of in between there. Yeah. In a way, it may even have been better to start with toughness and then because the average damage is about three. And then if he were to take two clicks, he could kind of switch into that four damage love and attack slot. But I don't know. Well, I, I have not played him yet. He might be really surprising and really awesome, or he might just kind of fall apart. I don't know. Yeah, he's kind of hard to decide on, especially like in the middle when he's got that flurry. If he's making range combat attacks, his damage goes down by minus one because, you know, he was a cyborg. That's <laughs> true, <laughs> he was. He got his hand got slagged, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you really kind of want to get him in there as soon as you can anyway, and then he switches to Close Combat Expert, which is good, and if you happen to be at range, you can use the Psychic Blast, but I don't know, hopefully at that point, you know, you're in there nice and close, so you can take advantage of your flurries and CCDs. Yeah. One thing I do uh, appreciate about all their different attempts to get Cable is that he's been such a different type of character so many different times <laughs> that it kind of works to have all these different dials, like, not, none of them is really wrong. Yeah. Yeah, because he's such a non-character. He's just been whatever the writer needs at the time. Kind of. Like, the GSX one, you know, turned into, you know, the, the Protector of Providence, who was crazy. But, like, it, the, only that one specific version of him ever acted like that. And that's reflected in the, the character. Uh, yeah. The AVX one was, again, that very specific version when he was kind of 
didn't have a lot of powers, but was just time traveling through, you know, with hope. And then the Deadpool one is a very specific kind of early X-Force. Um, and then we have Cable, the new one from the OP kit, who's that, you know, very New Mutants era version of Cable. I like that he's one of those few characters that, you know, yes, he may kind of be a non-character at times, but he can actually justify having so many different types of dials and none of them is wrong. That's cool. I mean, not many characters can say that. <laughs> yeah, because maybe their continuity is a little clearer, and they haven't been as just like jacked up for the by the writer. But a little, yeah. but yeah, but they, you know, other characters that you know. Well, I guess what I mean more by that also is that yeah, a character like Spider-Man, until until they kind of get when they were kind of working on getting him closer and closer, all the Spider-Man felt very similar, but then they'd add a little bit of a mechanic here or a mechanic yeah. there. So they weren't that different, but they were just a little different, whereas at least with the cables, it felt like you're getting a new dial. It wasn't just more of the same. Unless we're talking in the Mutations and Monsters one, uh, sorry, Mutant Mayhem one, stupid sets, where it was, you know, the Rev, um, and the rookie was a phasing guy who has outwit, and the other guys were running shot guys who had outwit, and then they had the Nathan Summers Ellie, that was the same thing. Like, that was the day when Ellie's were just, uh, and, and the Revs were just kind of super tiny iterations, right? But, um, but yeah, I mean, cables since then have been interesting. I like collecting the cables. I have the AVX one, even though I haven't yet to play it. I don't know. I mean, people swear by him, but other people just say, you know, he doesn't have removing attacks, so they pass him by. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm, not I, a, I like... I'm not a huge fan of that one, but I've used him, and he's actually done really well. Like, as much as I don't really give him a lot of credit, um, the middle of his dial where he gets uh, there is always plan B is actually really helpful. His duo attack? Well, yeah, because, you know, it makes it good. Because <laughs> usually you'd be like, oh, I only have two damage, so now I only do one. Or if I even perplex it up to three, the second one I'm only going to two, two, and now I can't hurt this invulnerability character. Now suddenly that second attack is really helpful. Ah, uh, if only he had precision strike like everyone else, he could be take advantage of that one damage. He does have precision strike, that's what I mean. And that, and that click? I don't know. I don't think he does, but... Um, I, I like collecting them because the, the sculpts alone are cool. I'd like Cable, despite himself... I think that he's uh, he's just an interesting character because of how weird he's been and, and my experience with him as a kid in, in the in the X Men cartoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, absolutely. Recently, um, oh, not recently, but I remember using him when AVX was happening. Uh, that set. I mean, he was crazy at that time because everyone had an Avengers keyword. So being able to use that version, the AVX cable against them and get plus one to his attack and damage value as a trait was crazy. It's a little annoying that they gave him neutralized on his last click when he has regen, because regen is garbage enough for power, but then you have to take away his ability to push. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of just kicking more salt in your eye. Take that, you know? Yeah, whatever. Oh, you thought you were going to regen in two turns in a row? Screw off. Sorry, yeah. I, I, I really wonder if they'll ever change regen to just be a minimum one. I think they can. I, I know that there are some powers that, well, I don't, I, I feel that there are some powers that really need changes um since they rebalanced everything mm. and they brought a lot of playability to powers like you know force blast and energy explosion has just become a completely it's, it's like a, a completely different person you know uh like it got kidnapped when it was four and then came back 20 years later and was a completely different power you know like that yeah yeah <laughs> it's completely mixed up metaphor or simile. super weird but i like it yeah um <laughs> Uh, used to like G.I. Joe's, but now it's a, it's a grown man who's kind of a, dressed as slightly metrosexual. Um, yeah, so those powers are amazing and they're usable, and then you have powers like Leap Climb mm. that are garbage. 
it does that I, I um how many characters these days even have leap climb not in that very many because they're all getting improved movement and when you do see the leap climb you're like no that's got to be sidestep it's got to be sidestep and you check the card <laughs> feverishly fumbling between your fingers only to realize that it is in fact an orange power and you're just like oh that is so useless i people don't use it so it's so infrequent that new players at our venue still don't really know what it does and whenever it comes up in those infrequent times they kind of just you know Look yeah. at me, and they, their eyebrows kind of rise, and they just go, "Hey, what is this?" And no. I go, oh, "You know what? Don't worry about." It. Without looking, Nate, can you name or try and guess one of the four characters from Guardians of the Galaxy who has leap climb? There, are, so you've looked up four characters from Guardians that has leap climb. Correct. Leap climb, and you want me to guess any of them? Yes. Or they can use oh, them in I some way because they don't necessarily have it on their. Sh- okay, I guess only three of them actually have it on their dial. Uh, another one's a special power. Yes. Um. No, I'm pretty sure that that rocket clicks into sidestep, so it's not him. It's not him. No. And um, I I keep thinking about the movie characters because I know that Star Lord has it in the movie, but um, but he doesn't have it. I don't think he has it in the regular set. Nope. Um, are, are you counting Gravity Feed? Uh, I am not. Actually, I am. It doesn't matter. Neither one. <laughs> Dang it! I'll um, tell you this: no one from the Gravity Feed has it. Thank you. Uh, the regular Sycamore doesn't have it. Drax, I think, gets it. Yep, Drax has it. Yeah, what a crappy figure. I really wanted him to be good for the 100 points. I know. Um, and he's just so overshadowed by the movie set, the movie rare, that uh, it's sad. And even even the gravity feed um, is better. It, it's, it's charging in with, like, blades and three damage, honestly, for 100 points. You take that somewhere else. I guess. We're, it's not, not, we're, it's, not, we're, we're not buying it. It's not the end of the world, though. I mean, he's 100 points, but he's still a good 100 points. He's 100 points. I get three damage or, or blades when you come in. Like, that, there's so many other characters who are, who are fewer points that, that do better than that. I've got well, you know, Iron Fist coming in. And... I, think I've got, I think I've got an Aquaman that would say that this guy's amazing. <laughs> I, I, I find him pathetic i find him an old desire style design like without the indom i just feel that, that invulnerability blade three damage is too reminiscent of, of a lot of other characters from everything from um indie, well, the indie set to, uh, to you know the, the drax main set does have indomitable he does yeah but again it's that's still, great it's still but good I, <laughs> and he gets knocked not, into invincible that's still let's, good let's not spend the, the more time than we have to uh, okay well can extolling you or, or deriding the the virtues of this like let's keep talking about leap climb i don't know who else has leap climb would a would a dire wraith have it maybe nope. i don't know it is i'll give you a hint one of them is a generic um what about the uh chitari nope hmm. you're just running out of generics i know the kree don't have it um the badoon might but i don't really know their dials that well it is the badoon it is the badoon and then, and then there's one other named character who has it. Who's that? Talon. Talon? He doesn't start with... What, why would Talon... Doesn't, he wait, has it. He, he oh, has I'm it talking a, about the Inhuman. Yeah. Yeah, he starts... Yeah, he ends, he ends with it or something. Clicks like three to six. And you want to talk about old school dial design, he's a good example, but a good he's one. A good, yeah, he, yeah, you're right. He is a, is a good example of, of, of good dial design from the old days. Yeah, yeah. he's useful. I like him. He's a nice little proverb. No, for sure. Um, and in Trinity War, there were actually a bunch of characters with Leap Climb. But you know what I mean? Like, how, how can they solve this? How can they... Because people go... Again, talking to these people who are new, and they're just like, what does this do? And you list it off for them, and they're like, so... 
I'm never going to use that. Like, yeah, like, do anything else you can with that character this turn. If you can do nothing else and you need to get a, a breakaway, this will help you do that. True. So it will help you. It won't give you a breakaway. It will help you. It used to give it to you automatically. And they're like, oh, that sounds pretty good. Like, yeah, but don't. You don't get it now. Like, for, forget those days. They're gone. Uh, so, I mean, it, it needs something else. Uh, and I feel that... Um, Where's what, what another power that uh, Christian Strike needs to be turned down? So I mean, I, hopefully some rebalancing will be in, in the future. I always wish phasing was a little bit better. I don't know what's wrong with phasing. I don't know. It's okay. It's just uh, I guess it's so passive a power that it feels like often it's not used that often. I guess is my point. Right, because they're just throwing out uh, this improved movement to everybody because they realize that it was a little vanilla. Like it lets you go anywhere. But then you had to stop and wait for someone to punch you in the throat. That's the problem. So they said, okay, well, Nightcrawler doesn't do that. So instead, we'll give him the ability to move like he's phasing and then attack. That's much cooler. And everyone agreed. And then they gave it to everybody. So I, I almost feel like ignores characters. Wouldn't that be great if that was reserved for only phase teleport and then everybody else kind of... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to solve it. I'm sure they have lots of cool conversations that we're not privy to, but... Um, I do want to talk about uh, Spider-Ham. Yeah, okay. What do you think of Spider-Ham? He's cute. He's cute. I like him. I mean... Um, what about for his points? You think he's... I mean, he's approaching that 100-point line, and he's just like, do you need Indom on him for him to be... Well, to be useful? yeah, I'm, I mean, I guess the last three clicks he gets willpower, so that helps a little. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's interesting. I mean, he starts with that, what, shape change and perplex... Plus, he's already got the traded super senses on four to six, so he's hard to kill. And I guess that's part of what's contributing to his point cost. Well, he's hard to kill as long as your character doesn't have one of the four hundred characters that have super uh, precision strike. Yeah, I know. Um, I... <laughs> I'm surprised that he. I, I guess he doesn't. He doesn't deserve it, but I kind of wish he had um, tiny size. I was thinking the same thing. Because he he's a he's Wouldn't a tiny he, I little. Think he can deserve that. Sure, he's the size of like. A large dog. Yeah, I mean, I, does any rocket raccoon have tiny? Yeah, all the rockets are tiny now. So yeah, if tiny, if um, if rocket has it, then spider ham should for sure. Sure, and um, dog pool has tiny. Yeah. So what the hell? Yeah, I know. Peter Porker deserves it. Puck should have had tiny. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Like he's such a tiny little figure, and he's known for being super small, and he's known for being able, like you could throw him around and he can bounce off of people's faces, and then. Like, nobody can carry him. Like, Sasquatch should be putting him on his shoulder all the time. For sure. Now, and I, do you yeah, think you I, should also ignore, like, you know, I don't know, maybe not characters, but at least hindering or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> he's leaping over something that is hindering as we look at the picture. Well, I guess he has leap climb as his trait, but again, it's leap nobody climb. Wants nobody wants that. Yeah. You know, like, what the Garbage. hell? They might as well make it worse. How about they make it worse? You have a chance to ignore elevated or hindering terrain. If you leap climb and you want to move through elevated or hindering, you have to roll a d6. And if you get a 1 through 3, you don't. And you stop. Like, that should be uh, extra oh. crappy. <laughs> yeah, that that would be extra crappy for sure. I like the I like the dodging on 4 to 6. I think that should be a standard for all Spider-Man figures. Um He's known for his ability to dodge. And doesn't uh, Mr. Miracle have a really good one like that, too? Doesn't he dodge in everything but a one or two? Uh, I think so. I, that I don't actually remember. Moving on from Spider-Ham, um, obviously we are, I guess, waiting on you know getting new previews one of these days because we just haven't been really getting a lot lately. I mean, the last few days we're just getting you know strategy articles, which is nice, 
but I, I want previews. I haven't even noticed the strategy articles. No? Well, I mean, they're, they're not putting them up as often. They're going up... Uh, there was one on the 9th, so that was, uh, I guess, two days ago. One on the 2nd, one on the, I think, 25th of February. So, I mean, they're not even coming out as often as the previews were. Uh, I'm just a little bummed because I got so spoiled that finally I have previews again. Well, we had that huge dearth in and around the Christmas season, too, right, where they just weren't talking about anything, including the flash shot. They kind of just, like, dumped it out there and said, okay. Yeah, it was crazy. I just don't Long understand. vacation. I don't know why, yeah. Um, now, I guess the the next new set is what Avengers Assemble, right? And that I'm super excited for. When is that out? When's it coming out? Is a good question. Um, I think it comes out in I want to say May, but that doesn't seem. Oh, right. it seems so late. I thought there was going to be something before that, at least in in, in April. Nothing, eh? Uh, let's see. I'm looking at the release uh, thread on HC Realms. Uh, we've got the Age of Ultron movie stuff coming out in April. That's good. Uh, as well as a starter. And then in May, there's the Avengers Assemble set. So there's the Iron Man accessory pack, the five-figure booster pack, and the Captain America accessory pack. And that's all coming out. And also... Uh, the, the release... crap accessory packs? I guess it's just like special dice and action tokens. Oh, that thing? Yeah, okay. And then there's also the release day OP kit, which uh, sounds awesome because it's got uh, pin particles. As a, as a relic? A 3D object, so yeah. That's kind of exciting. I guess. Um, this movie starter set, that's that's April, you think? That's what it's... Currently, it's listed... They don't have a date on the uh, the thread, but it does show it as... Uh, it's supposed to be uh, in April, yeah. They better make that date because they want to get out before the movie. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, and I hope they get the Avengers Assemble right now. It's supposed to come out May 6th, which is the Tuesday right after. Or I guess the Wednesday or whatever, right afterwards, after the movie. So... That's a prime oh, date as well. I'm hungry for a new starter set. Yeah. Are you, now, are you going to get the movie starter? I'm going to get all of the stuff. Okay, so you're going to get movie starter and the uh, classic Avengers Fast Forces? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm down for all the movie clicks now. I didn't used to, I didn't care, but now the, the, the Marvel expanded movie universe is so good and in many ways so true to either the costumes or the, the spirit of a lot of these characters that... Um, that I, I, I just can't help myself. I really dig it. And the dials have been so compelling ever since Thor Dark World. Mm. Um, the Winter Soldier dials are unbelievable. Um, a lot of the, the ones from Guardians are excellent as well. So it's really easy to just kind of just dive in now. So I'm all in for the, the movie stuff as well as the comics, yeah. Now, with the new Avengers set, I'm just... I'm probably the only one, but I'm excited to see 3D Man. Yeah, you're the only one. I, I hope there's some powers on there that reflect when he was triathlon. They're just going to make him Rainbow Rider Part 2. Well, I'm okay with it. Rainbow Raider? Rainbow Raider. Raider, yeah. I'm excited for D-Man. I'm surprised it took this long. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, like... I don't know. They had other priorities before this. They had to get, you know, uh, Nastir <laughs> and um, the Orphan. They had to get those guys out. Did they? I'm excited for a new like set of villains, maybe. Like um, the... Um, Mad Thinker and stuff like that would be fun to get a new version of. That would be cool. Now, Super Adaptoid. And... Uh, if you get an ex Nilo, are you going to use him? I guess. I think of Hickman's, Hickman's kind of inspired creations, he's one of the least interesting. Would you rather a new Star Brand? <laughs> well, they advertised him on the poster for Guardians, and then he didn't appear in the set. So I know some people here who are kind of pissed and would like to get him. 
Do you I don't want know a, why. Do you want a night mask as well? No. No? No. Um, I'm more down for as many of the classic Masters of Evil characters as I can get. That's what I'm hoping to see. I'm hoping to get a, you know another Black Knight and more Zemo and a Power Man this time, please. That'd be cool. And maybe a giant version as well as uh, like an Atlas, again, remake. And, and um, oh, man, wouldn't that be great? A sub-theme if they can give us some classic Thunderbolts. Oh, I would be so down for that. <laughs> it would make sense then if they're going to give us like Graviton and a bunch of other villains. That'd be great. True. We'll see if it actually happens. Shoot, make it happen. I just yeah, I would I would like more villains. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what Iron Man was such a pleasant surprise for me because like a quarter, a third of the set was like classic Avengers Iron Man villains. So cool. It was nice to see that they actually care about that stuff. Yeah, and then maybe we'll get our whirlwind and our puppet master that we. No, nah, not puppet master. You know what? Whirlwind. I don't care. I'll I'll take a puppet master. I know everyone wants that puppet where's, master. Where's well, uh, where's the Fantastic Four set? That's what I, I want to know. Pay, well, according to rumors on the internet, they they're not they're not uh, promoting it, which doesn't seem like the way a business would behave. They are beholden to, um, you know, the, their their stock the stockholders, and so they have to say, look, we're going to do everything we can to make you money. They can't go to the stockholders meeting and just say, like, yeah, you know, I got a beef with Fox's treatment of a license. That's the kind of way you get, you know, you get forced to step down from your position. That so, just feels like a, you know, a, a typical kind of fan theory and not something yeah. that seems real. Yeah, and I know they've been statements made by the publisher of Marvel that are kind of like these angry kind of rants, but that's not the same thing as saying, you know, that it's causative. It's it's correlative. There's a correlative association. Yeah. It's not necessarily causative. I don't know that this is the case. Because, you know, Marvel, as far as I understand it, retains the lights, the rights to um, merchandise? merchandise toys. Yeah. Yeah, and they make a lot of money on toys and posters and stickers, and I don't see why they would. I guess we'll have to see as the movie draws near if there are no longer, you know, they're not making party hats and stupid Valentine's Day cards with the images of these characters on it. Then I guess we'll know, but up yeah. to that point, I think it's rumor territory. I mean, I guess it has been what two and a half years since we've had like a, a new thing. He, the yeah. last thing was in Marvel Ten, and we did an episode about Marvel Ten back when this show first started in 2012. Like, I like that thing. That's a good thing. Which are you talking about? The uh... no, I'm not talking about Yancey Street trench coat. I'm talking about the uh, the Fantastic Four issue number one kind of uh, melty yeah. looking one he's pretty he's good the mantle. yeah he's cool he's good I, 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 I think there's still a place for the Yancey Street one I don't know what place that is besides the garbage <laughs> that's that's pretty harsh the sculpt is fine but I don't know I'm, I'm not uh, yeah I'm I don't know if I've, this... I don't know if I've ever actually used it I don't think he can compete against Wolfsbane so I don't know <laughs> that's so sad <laughs> well she's you know she's punchy yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess so. She's a sassy Brit, so she'll uh, she'll take you on. I guess I take it back. Technically, we did have a thing in Fear itself. He was, you know, not the real <laughs> thing, but yeah, no one wants that. No one does. And I guess in Chaos War, the set before that, we had, you know, the uh, Future Foundation version of of the FF, which was cool. Yeah, that was fine. It just I, it's I, been so long since we've had them. Like, what the hell? They, I just feel like for the longest time, like they, they've given us some good things. There's no doubt about that. There have been some excellent, you know, the, for both things from Secret Invasion were excellent in my opinion. I actually kind of prefer Benjamin J. Grimm. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I think he's more consistent and he's got a little more staying power at the end. Um, and he works better as a team. He does as well. Yeah, and I really like the one from Marvel Ten, and even the clobbering time one from Guardians of the uh, Galactic Guardians was fun. Mm. Uh, and then the Future Foundation one is plays a role well there as well for cheap points, like seventy points or whatever he is. Um, so thing they've got down, Human Torch uh, 
big big hit and miss on him. I mean, I really thought that the four damage LE, I think it was the LE, um, was really good from uh, uh, Fantastic Forces. Oh, yeah. Um, the one, the LE, Johnny Storm is decent from Secret Invasion as well. He's got that team player kind of thing. Not, not really, actually. He doesn't... No, he, I think he helps you dodge or something i don't remember he's not that no uh, his trait is he can help people move around that's right yeah but they don't count towards your move actions and it's like that's garbage that's garbage and then the uh, the normal one gives him like energy explosion uh he's okay i mean they they don't really they've done much better versions of like wildfire and starfire from dc (laughs) both flying shooting characters than than johnny ever has and and even star um starfire Um, firestar firestar who just got re- another uh, another release? Actually, even the one from Up a Spider Man, I think, is kind of better than the Johnny Storms we've seen. In the a little bit, yeah. Uh, Sue Storm, they either give her a glass jaw or they make her invulnerable, but then kind of just crappy attack or movement or something. Like there's always this weird sacrifice with her. Um, she's either really defensive or she's hard to see because she's stealth or she has twenty defense and she breaks the game. But in terms of giving her. Uh, reflecting her ability to levitate and carry and shield and um, do all those things and be effective for for a a point value that's not excessive i I don't feel they really hit her on the on the head either the nail on the head and uh, and then read they don't know what they're doing with him no they don't people even the comics people don't know how to use a stretchy man's powers and you know what chris chris claremont for once in his life besides when he was good in the 80s could show them a few pointers here because when he was writing after Heroes Return, he did some really interesting things with the ability of a man who has who's brilliant, like high level genius, but can his body is malleable like putty. Um, he showed that you know you can not only just stretch, but because you can move your body around, you're invulnerable, and you can do weird things. Like at one point, he uses his lips to make a sound that's so piercing that he's able to like break locks and destroy electronics. What? Like, yeah, there was a, a jailbreak one. I don't remember. I think it's around issue ten or something like that of that run, where he does that. He like uses his lips and then like a piece of paper to like destroy technology because he use makes it ultra high frequency because he's able to stretch his mouth in such a way he can do that. Like a guy, and and you know they made him vulnerable in some cases. And the clobbering time one, he clicks into like invulnerability. Yeah. With like thirteen defense or some junk. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's because when you're when you're made of silly putty, you can take a punch. You can get beaten around all day long, and you just bend with the kinetic energy, and you just kind of absorb it. And he could reabsorb it and throw it back at people if he really wanted to. He's, you know, he can do anything. And I, I feel like there's not a lot of creativity with Reed. He's either standing around in a lab coat, or he's just kind of getting knocked around and then stretching his leg. And uh, you know, the the stupid double power action one from Galactic Guardians, where he can punch someone a long way away. Yeah. So dumb, you know. Um, I really can't wait to see what this new breed of designer who are just—they're just playing around now, right? They're just having fun. Like we'll take Arsenal again, and we'll see what we can do. The Green Arrow—I'm just going on a rant here. The Green Arrow from the Gravity Feed from uh, Trinity War is really quite clever. Um, there's a guy at our venue who plays him constantly, and that ability to have like the six arrows that he has in oh, his yeah. uh, quiver. Um, and just kind of select which one you want for that turn and you can shoot over buildings by ignoring elevated or you can blow up the board with the energy explosion and three targets lots of variety very nice very clever it's limited by the one action per turn kind of rule but uh one free action uh, at a time uh, or the same free action and uh lots of creativity i'd love to see them take a crack at a read 
And I just fear this being the year of Avengers. I don't know that it's going to come anytime soon, and that kind of kind of sucks, you know. No, it does. I, it's been so long since I've gotten love. <laughs> and and a playable FF team at the three hundred and four hundred point level would be nice. Oh yeah, that'd be really helpful. Just yeah. nice, nice to have. Yeah, a new Doom. Yeah, a new Doom. Oh, that'd be great. At least, at least we've seen some dooms. It feels like it feels like it's been recent. I guess not. But is there really an ultimate doom? I don't think so. I mean, skin suit doom was pretty cool in his day, but the Galactic Guardians one is serviceable. And yeah, I guess there's nothing. They've never really perfected doom either. No, I mean the ability to outwit anywhere on the map was kind of good for his secret invasion figure, but then his LE was just kind of there. Yeah, there's not really a scary doom, and it's interesting because we've had like. We have now a scary Banshee, which no one would ever think would be a thing, right? And we've got a scary Dr. Voodoo or Brother Voodoo. Like, no one would ever have thought that's a thing. Um, it's just interesting to consider who these up-tier, high-level figures are. Um, Despotellus is more of a threat than Dr. Doom in this game right now. Yeah, that's kind of sad. It's just weird. It's just a weird thing. You never knew who's gonna, know who's going to get that treatment of just, like, star, star treatment. Anyway. Uh, any, talk, any, oh, I was just going to say, any final thoughts? On the upcoming year, what's coming out with Avengers and stuff like that? Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who are worried about the fatigue they might have of getting like seven more Iron Mans, but um, I, I do want the Marvel Now Iron Man. I like that, that costume, the, the black and gold. You mean the mainframe design from A-Next? <laughs> I'm no. sorry, it's almost the same. Well, it's also very reminiscent of what the Addy Groudnob design has been for the last decade, right? So, I mean, it's not too far off from that. It's just kind of black and gold. Yeah. With a little bit of mainframe, I suppose. Well, uh, black and gold were mainframe's colors, so... I'm down with the Captain America, some more soldier kind of look that he's had since uh, Marvel Now and certainly in the movies. Uh, so I'm fine with another another round of those guys. That's cool for me. But I, I really hope that we'll see more of what we saw with Deadpool and Iron Man, where we were... We, we thought they were pigeonholing themselves into a certain theme that was going to be boring and repetitive. True. And that they completely delighted, at least myself and you, yourself and, and a bunch of people we know, when they come out and just say, yeah, actually in this set as well, it's not just going to be a bunch of Iron Mans. It's going to be um, Grey Gargoyle and uh, you know Iron Doom from Exiles yeah. and uh, cool, weird versions of Absorbing Man and a set of the Wrecking Crew that actually is pretty freaking awesome together. And the Melter and Unicorn. And you're like, what is happening? And then Deadpool, they're like, you know what we're going to do? Heroes for Hire. And amazing new retreads of the Hand, giving us new Electras and Hand Ninja. It just, you know, super cool stuff. So I, I'm hoping that that's what's going to happen. Rather Because you hear the names, Avengers Assemble, yeah. and then Avengers Age of Ultron. And then your Ant-Man sets, and then your movie set, and you're thinking, this is going to be the worst. But well, I think even, that uh, even Nick Fury coming in July, like that makes me a little worried, but I'm, I'm sure uh, it'll be better than I think it's going to be. So pumped for that. That's awesome. Can't wait for that. It's going to have like Falcon Cap and stuff like that. Or... That's exciting. I do want to see that. I do want to see like the, the female Thor would be cool. I actually just want to see Thor with um, the Yuru kind of arm. Oh, oh are they going to do a future Thor? I don't know if they are, but I'd like to see that super great if they did more of that yeah get into the more of the marvel now stuff please give us some of that give us the minotaur from um from thor oh, yeah. uh, that recent volume and, and and mix it up with some classic stuff that'd be great i mean they showed us with uh more of light that they have the ability to i mean they can't do too much with that they're all lanterns but even within that they, there's plenty of variety there there's a lot of really interesting dials and 
mm-hmm. uh, lots to talk about as long as you're not talking about Weapon of Cord, who is, you know, the worst thing ever. But everyone else kind of just, you know, a lot of range and a lot of flight, but they kind of were pigeonholed into that, that theme. With Age of Ultron, they're not going to base the entire set off of that mediocre comic by um, by Bendis and, God, I hope and, Hitch, and Hitch, right? Like, they can't. So it could be anything. And we know that Graviton's going to be one of the original OPs, so who knows what they're going to do. And, and Kang as well. Oh, yeah. Kang and, uh, and, uh, and and Graviton, so we can get a Mortis, we can get... Man. And, and we, this year we have the um, Supreme Intelligence as a colossal figure. Yeah, I still don't know how, how I feel about that. I'm super happy about that. When they made Uatu, the Watcher, and he was so cool and accurate, and he's just like, I only watch. But then you play him on your team, and he doesn't just watch. And that's, <laughs> that's how Uatu does his deal, right? And so I'm excited. that You know, that's pretty cool. Well, that's true. I mean, I guess if I did use uh, Supreme Intelligence, I'd kind of want to... I want him to be on a team with Rick Jones. <laughs> of course you do. You want to put little tank treads on him. Yeah, I do. And I want them to be flying through space on a space bike. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't read Avengers Forever, I don't know what's wrong with you. Well, maybe you—you uh, you kind of have to have a fetish for Marvel continuity. I don't think you can get too far in that if you don't. It starts off very well. It's got a good beginning. Yeah, but then like pretty quickly, it's like, hey, if you don't get a boner for continuity, get out of here. Yeah, after the first issue, it goes off the rails, and then you're introduced to things like, oh, Cap is here, but he hates himself and is super depressed, and yeah. Yeah, but I mean, uh, that, anything to do with with Kree and the space—that that, that's cool stuff. And then maybe you'll get your wish and you get the rule one of these days. Get what? The rule. I don't know what we're talking about. The Who? rule from um, Secret of um, Maximum Security: The Evolution of the Kree. Oh God. R U U L. I that took me like a few minutes to get that. That's <laughs> horrible. You get them in your greedy little hands and. <laughs> I don't want like, that. You know, no, I, I want weird shit. Okay, like if I if I okay well, if I ever won worlds, which I never would because I'm not competitive enough anymore and I'm not good enough like those people and I don't think that way. But if I ever actually had the opportunity to kind of pick something, Eric Masterson. <laughs> you know what? Thunderstrike. Him as him as Thor with the beard, maybe, and like the the kind of the shield the on helmet, the, the helmet, the helmet mask. Yeah, that was kind of a cool look, but that's not what I would choose. But you're not that far off. Shirtless Thor with the chain on his hammer. No, uh, lamer than that. Extreme. I would, oh God, part of me wants to say yes. I'd want something that no one else in the right mind would ever choose and will never see otherwise. And so I would probably pick a character. And I know you're gonna be like, "Are you kidding me?" But I kind of want to see a character like J two. Oh no. Come on, why not? He's got that sweet little like sweater tied around his waist like they used to do in the 90s. Yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, I like him as a character. Okay. Actually, I'd, I'd be okay with the entire A-Nex team on a team base. That's oh, what I'd no. want. And you, it, I'd be the only one who'd want it. <laughs> you should make a Fantastic Four team base first before you do any of that. Yeah, what, what's up with that? They really need to make <laughs> Fantastic Four. Because here's at the this deal. rate, I think we're gonna get a, um, a frightful four team base before we get a Fantastic Four one. Oh man, I'm down for that. That'd be awesome because so many characters could go on it. Give me some pace pot Pete action. I want a new wizard. Yeah, a new wizard and a new dragon man and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, Medusa. You know, we have a million now, but uh, Marvel is in this weird position with Fantastic Four that like DC is in with uh, Wonder Woman. Because at least Fantastic Four has several movies, but um, she's this top level character, and she's part of the Trinity. She's a big deal. She's a huge part of the history. One of the premier, or at least significant, um, and long lasting female characters in comics. 
Um, certainly overly sexualized, but I mean, at least she's stuck around and has some cool moments. But she doesn't have for, for, for Wonder Woman, there's not like a go-to set of stories. You know what I mean? Like there hasn't even been on Comixology a sale of here are the best Wonder Woman stories. Uh, there are some that I think would be part of that list. Maybe there would be. I've never heard of them, and I've been reading comics for you know twenty years or something like that. <laughs> like George, and George Perez, did people a, I, I think would not know. George Perez did a really important run yeah, on the character. Yeah, Rucka, Rucka had a, a decent run on yeah, it too. Yeah, there's too. not. There's there's no the long Halloween. There's no Red Sun. There's not this whole thing. And currently with Wonder Woman, like she's been going through transition after transition, through book after book. They don't really know what to do with her. She's just kind of the also-ran. Like, well, uh, that might be a little true. Um, well, it is a lot true to a certain point. I think, no, I haven't read a lot of it, but I feel like you need to pick up the Azarello stuff because I've heard it kind of redefines the character. Although yeah, that's cool. Afterwards, it feels like DC kind of tried to then distance itself from it. But it felt like it was taking the character in a different direction and doing a very specific type of story that had a long plan. Um, like kind of a long, then, a long game idea, and it felt taking the character more from just being this also around superhero and making embracing more of her roots. But that's the problem. Her roots are she has a lie detector because the creator, her creator, invented the lie detector, and she loses her powers when she gets tied up. Like that's her roots, right? So there, there are a lot of weird issues with her because no one seems to know what she is. Is she an Amazon ambassador? Or is she a sassy businesswoman? Mm. Or is she a space metal bikini boob wearer? Like, why does this girl come from um, a Greek kind of background of warrior women and then dresses in tiny little stars and striped panties and a metal brassiere? In the Rekka run and other runs, she has armor, like Amazonian armor and magic swords and shields, which Mm -hmm. are super awesome, and people love that. And then they go, yeah... But we had this TV show in the 70s where she spun around and they went, Wonder Woman, and there's a generation of people who know that. So how about we make a TV show? Okay, great. Well, what's the premise of the TV show? Well, she's three things. She's Wonder Woman and then she's a corporate businesswoman. (laughs) But because that's too unrelatable, she's also an average everyday woman. Like super – who's her own assistant or something. It was so confusing there, there's a you can tell that she's being pulled in a lot of different directions by a lot of different creative or some enterprising forces. Yeah, and it, it's it's problematic because she can't get a movie off the ground. She couldn't get her TV show off the ground, and her comic is constantly going through transition. It kind of feels like Hulk in a way, like uh, a little bit. Yeah, he gets long stretches of like we don't really know what he's doing with the comics, and then you get Planet Hulk, and you're like, oh my gosh, the best thing ever. And then they try to do a TV show with Bill Bixby, and that works, and it's critical success. But it's not really Hulk comics that they were doing, because they're limited. And then you have you know, a Hulk movie, and then Ang Lee's is kind of like not received very well, and they do another reboot, and it just kind of – it's okay. And then they, he appears in the Hulk in the Avengers movie, and people love it, but then they don't want to have a full movie of him. He gets kind of – so th- there's that similarity. Fantastic Four is like this weird thing too where it's – Silver Age, highly significant, the first family of Marvel Universe, but their comics haven't been very good for a very long time. You get Hickman's critically acclaimed run, but then before that, what do you have? You have a lot of good stuff. And yet, not a lot of really, really good stuff. Unfortunately, folks, the uh, conversation unfortunately uh, died there due to technical difficulties, so that's where we're going to have to uh, leave off today's episode. But thank you for joining us for Comic Shenanigans, episode 252. This has been our Talking Heroclix episode featuring uh, Nathan Strzok. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.